Hey there, I'm Sherry Trentini and you are listening or watching the Life Reclamation Society podcast or YouTube channel. Again, I'm Sherry Trentini and I'm your host. My intention with this, um, with this production is to help you to create space in your life by letting go of thoughts, things, beliefs, or whatever it is that you might be holding on to that may in fact be holding you back. And you know, as uh, coaches, one of the things that I think you would find as a common denominator amongst all of the different coaches out there that we uh, tend to um, share our expertise on helping people with a problem or uh, a life situation that we are most familiar with. And letting go of things that don't serve me has been an ongoing life journey and lesson and I'm grateful for the great teacher that has been for me in my life. Now here we are February 1, 2019 and a lot of people are talking about how long January uh, 2019, the first month of the year, has been and I don't know that I agree with that but Subsequently, I seen a lot of posts at the beginning on social media, the beginning of the year, talking about how strenuous 2018 was overall. That I can definitely concur with. I can empathize. I am all in on how challenging and how, you know, sort of a staccato step it was in a lot of ways. Because I spent uh, the majority of my energy and uh, my attention on doing exactly what I'm here to share with you, and that is letting go of things in the past. And I had sort of started the year um, feeling pretty light and pretty energized about what 2018 had held for me, but there was a bit of an addendum to that. Um, there was a very positive experience that I had at the, uh, you know, prior to the new year coming in, but my intuition kept telling me that something was off, right? And, you know, when something good is happening, but you get that little twinge in your belly, or you get that feeling that, oh, something just isn't quite clicking, like it's not just 100%. I couldn't shake it. I could not shake it. And I, I know that um, I could have easily had stayed with the collective consciousness of the goodness and the happiness and um, all, the, all the light and vibrant energy uh, that that experience brought to many people. But in my gut, in my heart, and in my mind, there just something wasn't quite lined up. Something wasn't quite fitting the way it should be. And so I made a very difficult decision and that was to step away. And uh, difficult because I know how other people were going to, I had an idea rather about how other people would think and what they would feel because of my decision. But for me, that's what made that chatter in my belly, chatter in my mind, chatter in my heart stop knowing that I was going to step away, reevaluate, take a different look at things and see what was missing. See if I could determine what it was what it was that was missing in this in this main equation. 
And, you know, for years, one of the, the, one of the main things that have come out of my mouth to people and to myself is, oh, let it go, 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 let it go. And that is, <laughs> that can be easy for me or other people to say uh, as a, you know, tidbit of advice or a suggestion as a mantra or as an affirmation to other people. But when it applies to yourself, sometimes when you're having to affirm or uh, repeat a mantra such as let it go or let go, let go, let go, it can really make you want to hold on even stronger. And that's that sort of boomerang effect where, you know, you, you send something out there and it comes back to you uh, quite quickly and you just don't know what to do with it when it ends up back in your hands because you thought that you let it go. And I think that was the main, if I were to look back now, because I can look back with eyes of observation, um, having, it, having had so much time between then and now, that the one thing that I would take away is that despite the very positive nature of this experience, it was a tripwire of things that were stowed in my personal emotional baggage that all of a sudden came to the surface. All of a sudden I needed to reevaluate how much stuff I'd been storing in my emotional backpack and how that emotional backpack stuff was creating a filter and causing my intuition and other things to, or spidey senses to kind of go off. So I did something that I don't, do very well. I know it's not my superpower and that is that I asked for help. I sought out different people, uh, different that could be objective, that could look at the situation with, with um, non-emotional eyes and help me to find some clarity because of course when you are the person that needs to let go of something, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees and that's kind of a lame analogy but yet it is um, <laughs> a great visual of how this can look and feel to someone who needs to let something go. And I say needs to because you know that it's creating a heaviness. You know that it doesn't feel good. You know that it is impacting who you are at the present and how it's impacting how you go forward. And so one of the best ways in order to sort of recalibrate where you are in this moment in order to create the future that you want and feel the way you want and be, do and have the things that you want is by cleaning up the past because that, that cleanup effort is clearing the path to your future. I was thinking this morning that the, I think one of the ways that you could describe going back into your own personal archives, would be like cleaning the racks in your oven. <laughs> now, I know that that's, <laughs> that is a task that very few people get excited about doing because why? It takes a lot of concentrated effort. It takes a lot of tools that you may not have at the ready. Um, it takes a lot of time and it's strenuous because it's a detailed task um, some of the gunk on those racks come off easily and other stuff you got to scrub, 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 scrub. And then you move on to a different spot only to look back and see that you missed a spot. So you have to go back and scrub, 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 scrub some more. 
And not everybody's past is like that. And not everybody um, has that same sort of uh, strenuous feeling about looking in the archives or opening the box to see what is in there that needs some attention and maybe needs to be released. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. So I decided that I didn't, I didn't have to look very far. I didn't have to, I didn't have to dig very deep. I didn't have to scrub too hard to get to the next layer to know some of the stuff that I had been, you know, keeping with me throughout uh, my entire life that I had the tools, I had resources, I had people that I could reach out to to get help with really doing a complete job of moving beyond it. So because at the end of 2018, I had a milestone birthday, I decided that that was my quest for the year, that there were relationships to people, relationships to things that I needed to, I needed to give attention to, sort through, sift through, and complete so that I could take them out of my bag, so I could empty the luggage, so that I could feel lighter, and that the filters in which I may have been looking at my present or future through could be clear, right? Taking off a, a layer of sunglasses if you've, you know, got four or five or ten pair on. So that's what I set out to do. Now, just like those oven racks and having to scrub and, you know, use certain tools, I needed to find different people and different techniques in order to help me to address some of those really baked on bits. And that didn't really put me in a positive state of mind. I was positive because I knew what I was doing was good for me and good for my ecosystem and, the, and how I would show up differently in my own life and how that would affect positively the people that are in my life. And yet there's a, there's a heaviness because it feels kind of sticky and it could feel sticky on you knowing that you have to dredge this stuff up knowing that you have to you know stop the rattle of the skeletons or you know exhume some of the things from the from the archives in order to create space and to let them go by mid-year i had made substantial progress because now my intention for 2018 was not about you know i didn't i had some personal uh, health goals i had some other things but i knew that really doing this hard work of detail looking at the details that i've been holding on to that are no longer serving me and are just weighing me down that so many other things in my life would be affected positively by by doing this concentrated work now it also might sound because i've had a milestone birthday that <laughs> this could be I interpret it as, you know, an existential crisis, aka midlife crisis. And be that as, as it may, it sounds very sophisticated calling it existential, so I'm good with that. But the big part of it was that as I was approaching this milestone birthday, that I really wanted to step over the finish line into the next new decade, knowing that I had taken care of business, that those things that were unfinished, that were that were things that weren't um, that weren't complete 
had been given their due attention and that I could move forward with, with, with the memories, but not be emotionally tethered to them anymore. That they would no longer um, be the first thing that popped into my head when another experience happened. So by, by mid-year, June, I had made some substantial progress, but I wasn't nearly done. And so one of the other parts that um, had come up for me is that I needed to change my relationship with myself and how I related to who I was in the past and who I am in the present. And part of that was dealing with some health issues. And when I say health issues, nothing dire, but things that sort of had popped up that were probably easily manageable, but because I had been distracted doing other things and had not given the my, my physical body um, the attention it needed, now it was getting my attention because I needed to focus in on that. So I also worked on my relationship with what I call my BFF, and that's my body, food, and fitness. And I did that in a group environment, a, a, a small beta test group, and it was a phenomenal experience because despite the fact that I had gone through the steps myself before and felt, oh yeah, I'm complete, I've made amends or I've, I've done the work that I need to in order to have a positive relationship with my body and with food and with my physical fitness, but this time was different because I had already um, I had already stepped up and, and took responsibility for the fact that there were things that were unfinished and this was part of it, right? This was part of it and what a positive impact that made because the next step for me was to go even further back into the archives and take care of some things that I still had such a strong emotional tether to and that could so easily be brought, you know, I could feel as if it had just happened, that that was really impacting who I was. And I knew that I didn't want to bring that forward. So the latter half of the year was a lot lighter because I was so empowered by the fact that I had already done so much work. And I, and I didn't know then how it would feel after doing the work on those relationships to people or to things or to experiences until after you had done it. So my life reclamation project last year was my relationship with me and my past. And I had seen a uh, social media post somewhere, which, wow, it just, my heart just burst open when I had seen it. And it's, and it stated that, uh, let go of the past and the past will let go of you. And truly, that is my whole intention with the work that I do and with the people that I work with, is that knowing that we can complete some of those things that feel unfinished and that our intuition, our heart, our, our gut and our mind are telling us that, oh, we need to go back there, we need to double back, and we just need to you know, finish things up and complete them so that we can move forward and that we can do so feeling much lighter and feeling, feeling much more balanced and grounded in who we are and in the steps that we are making towards who we are becoming. Because it's really hard 
to create a vision of what it is that, uh, who, who we want to be, you know, what we want to feel in our life, what we want to do, what we want to have, and, and to paint that really thorough and detailed picture so that when we think of it, we are so there. We can, we can see it, we can feel it, we can taste it, we can smell it. We're having an omni, um, omni-sensory experience when we have that vision. But when we have stuff in the past, we have beliefs that, you know, are outdated and outmoded and do not serve us. When we have our, uh, thoughts which, are, you know, contribute sort of work hand in hand with those beliefs that, you know, again, are sort of making a staccato step that we can't quite get in flow or can't get quite in alignment because we're not quite able to move forward with ease. Things. Oh, that was another thing I did this past year. I did a huge purge on my personal wardrobe. And I let go of a lot of stuff that I loved that bring me joy. If you've been doing the KonMari method. But I also knew didn't fit in my life. That they were more representative of who I was and what my lifestyle used to be versus who I am today and how I see myself in the future. And I'll tell you what, you know, doing a, a, a physical cleanup of things in your house, especially as intimate as your wardrobe, can be such a positive impact because you immediately have that sense of lightness because your closet feels lighter, your drawers are more organized, there are less things, less decisions you have to make because you have edited it down to the essence, to the things that you love or that you consistently wear, all of those things. So that was another big thing I did last year. I took a lot of shoes and uh, let them go. And I know that they're bringing other people joy right now because they suit who they are, where they go, what they do, and the shoes that they're wearing helps to, to get them there. The other thing that I did and let go of is that I came across a substantial amount of pictures. Um, I'm a Apple user and I noticed that in my iCloud photos, I had 25, over 25,000 photos. That's a lot. And I didn't know how I managed to accumulate that many. Because if I had 25,000 literal photos, like if it was still back in the day when you went to the photo finisher and you had all those printed out, and I'll even date myself more, back in the day, you'd go and you'd get not just one set of prints, you'd get two or three because you were then passing them on to other people. So <clears throat> when I tripled that number, set over 75,000 pictures, I would have printed out so that I could ship off to who were there. And of course, you wouldn't do that for everyone, but that is a substantial amount of photos. And I don't know about you, but I haven't created or I haven't found that thing yet that allows me to, you know, just gently flip through a photo book online as I do in real life. But I haven't opened, I haven't cracked the a photo album in I don't know how many years, like it's been a while. So I decided to see what made up these 25,000 plus photos. 
And I realized that there was a, that during the time when uh, me and my girls were sharing a iCloud account, that I had, uh, I had stored um, a lot of their photos, a lot of which were duplicate, a lot of which, um, you know, were 10 pictures of the same thing, just slight modifications. And it's no different today, I'm sure, right? Getting that perfect selfie. Um, so I don't know how I fell into this rabbit hole, but the rabbit hole I went down and my delete, um, muscle was well flexed by the end of three days. And I deleted about 10,000 photos gone. Poof. That felt really really good that was a lot of work that was that was another scrub the the gunk off your oven racks and then i went into one of my cupboards and i thought and i there's a rubbermaid and i have a pretty good inventory of what's in each storage container in my physical home but there was one that i had separate from the others and i wasn't quite sure what was in there so i opened it up and lo and behold haha a literal Rubbermaid tub full of printed photographs, which awesome, but oh, how does one take the time to sort and what do I do with them now? Can I still go buy photo albums? Do I scan them all? Do I take pictures of them all now? Like what, what does one do with a ginormous tub full of photographs? But the first sort of clump that I pulled out um, was were photos that at the time were important to my family and um, but with my husband no longer here I wasn't quite sure what to do with all of this with all of these photos from a very personal project and so I talked to my girls about this um, if they were interested in, in any of these photos, if they wanted me to keep them all, because there was triplets for sure. And then I decided to, once we had sort of had that conversation, um, a couple photos were pulled out. But overall, at one time, this box of photos had a significant emotional attachment to. But without his energy, without him being here, um, these photos didn't have the same value. If anything, they possibly um, sort of flushed everybody with uh, some with grief and sadness because he's not here and because this project, which was so vitally important to our family and our lives, we were no were no longer a part of. So I did. Um, I followed my intuition my voice said to send them to the project that this this box this huge huge box full of photographs would have value to them right I certainly didn't want to discard them um, that was the bottom of my list and I would have found an alternative way to have distributed them to people that they would have been important to so I was very grateful that I had the opportunity to let them go um, to uh, the, that, that pro to the people that are currently 
um, at this project and they will make the most perfect choice on how uh, to store them, how to use them, rather than them taking up space and holding some sort of funky energy here in my home. So 2018 for me, um, by the time I got to mid-November, I would have to say that it felt like I had, you know, um, made such a substantial shift in how I now viewed my, my past, how I felt in the present, and how it looked and how clear my vision, what it smelled like, tastes like, sounds like, all that kind of stuff, what that looks like for me in the future because I didn't have a bunch of stuff that was sort of clouding my vision. And that's powerful. That is absolutely empowering. Because when we're able to maybe put to rest, maybe it's literally letting go of. Maybe it's making peace with something. Maybe it's finding the most perfect way to complete the relationship to whatever it is that you have that emotional spike to, that emotional tether to, that, that tug, that heaviness in your heart, or that, uh, that funky feeling about. When we get the right collection of tools and we have the, the right support, we're able to accomplish many great things that changes your relationship with yourself and changes, changes how you see the world, right? What is the quote, you know, be the change you wish to see in the world? Well, the world looks a lot different. The world looks a lot lighter. The world looks a bit crisper now because of my decision to let go of some of the things that I know I've been holding on to. I know they were there. I didn't have to look very hard. But I, and I, I knew that it was more, <laughs> the, time, the time was ripe, the time was perfect. I was committed to myself. I was taking responsibility for having left those things undone. And I feel more connected and more grounded and more present in my life today and more excited and more engaged with my vision of my future. So that was my life reclamation project. It was a big one, but so, so worth it. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have the ability to share this with the world and may it serve as inspiration or motivation or even a, a point to ponder as to what would my life, you know, asking yourself the question, what would it feel like for me or what would my life look like if I could let go of, insert your unfinished business or insert your emotional tether to a past relationship or a past experience or maybe a belief that keeps popping up. You know, is it true? Do I really need that? Is it really serving who I am? And if you want help with that, I'd love to have a chat with you. Again, you're listening to the Life Reclamation Society podcast and, and YouTube channel. 
I am your host, Sherry Trentini. You can find me at www.sherrytrentini.com and of course on the social media, Instagram, Facebook. You can get all that information there. And I'd love, love to hear your thoughts on what it is that you have let go of that has made a big difference in your life and or what your life, how your life would be different if you let go of something. Until next time.